The Ending Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D-printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D-printed collectibles this side of home plate. Welcome to the 8th Inning Stretch, your source for no-nonsense, unfiltered baseball talk. And now, let's play ball! Hey everybody, welcome into the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Uh, Hey Carson, how's it going, man? Uh, what's up, AJ? What's up, everybody? Uh, we got a lot to uh, lot to discuss in this episode, so uh, looking forward to getting into it. Yes, sir. Uh, just another jam-packed episode for all you lovely people out there, all of you. Um, I, I just want to shout out uh, a huge thank you to all our fans and all our supporters. Um, we are unbelievably excited to announce... Uh, well, for one, thank you all so much for the five-star rating on Spotify. That's fucking amazing. Um, also, thank all of you for getting us ever so close to 1,000 downloads. Um, Carson, that just absolutely blows my mind. It's it's just, I don't even know what to say. Thank you all so much. Like, you know, as we've as we've said time and time again, um, we're not able to do this without all of you and the fact that we're about to hit 1000 downloads, hopefully in the not so distant future is just crazy. So thank you all so much for the, for all the support. Yeah. Um, and, and on that note, um, another exciting announcement for everybody, uh, Carson today, we, uh, because in case you missed all our uh, craziness on Twitter the last few days, um, today is actually, today is our 20th episode, Carson. It's pretty wild that 20, 20 episodes have already come and, come and gone. And, uh, you know, this, what what better way to, to celebrate than just by talking a crap ton of baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Although uh, Carson was Carson was a couple episodes late um, to the party, so. It's true. So. <laughs> but, true. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor. Don't listen to those first few episodes before Carson was on. Uh, <laughs> they're just, um, they're just bad. Um, uh, they're just, they're just not very fun to listen to, um, because it's just me. So, um, uh, and on, and to celebrate our 20th episode, uh, we are unbelievably excited to announce the official launch Carson of our Patreon page. Finally, 
it's crazy. This has been for to to give you guys a little bit of the behind the scenes when when we had first you know kind of started out when I had first uh, come on board. This was something that we had talked about was uh, something that we would like to get started, and it's just so surreal that in this quick of time by episode twenty that we have a Patreon page started and. I'm just so excited for all of you guys to be able to go over there, make sure to subscribe, and um, you'll be able to access a whole lot of content very, very soon. Yeah, so um, a little bit, uh, a little bit more about our Patreon. Um, we're offering, and again, um, we can't thank you guys enough for all your support. And if you can, you know, if you're able to become a patron, please do. If not, you know, just keep supporting us by uh, listening and downloading and, and, you know, following us on Twitter and whatnot. Um, but for those that want to become a patron, uh, we've got a whole bunch of options for you. Um, we've got five tiers on our Patreon. Uh, they range from $5 a month all the way up to $25 a month. Um, you know, hey guys, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, obviously, we know, you know, everybody's in a bit of a squeeze right now. Um, but by becoming a patron, what you're doing is you're going to help us uh, to be able to continue to, to just turn out awesome content for you guys. Uh, because this is a, you know, real talk. You know, it's an in, it's an investment in time. It's an investment, um, you know. It's, it's an investment over time. This takes time and a lot of work. Um, so by becoming a patron, you know, you'll just be giving us that extra little boost to keep us going and to keep, uh, to be able to keep, uh, you know, just churning out all this awesome content for you guys. Um, and as a thank you for becoming a patron, uh, we will shout you out on an upcoming episode. We'll shout you out on Twitter and uh, your name will be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on our awesome website. Um, and that's uh, that's pretty much the gist of Patreon. Um, oh, you guys might actually want the address. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> here I am just going on about it and like, okay, yep, um, don't tell them where to go. Um, all you got to do is look us up at patreon.com slash eighth inning stretch. Um, or you can go to our anchor page at anchor.fm slash eighth inning stretch. Uh, and you can get the link there. Um, the anchor page is uh, something we're going to try to use. I, To be honest, we haven't really utilized it. Um, and then kind of, Carson, kind of the other day I realized... This has everything our fans need on it. It's got, uh, it's got all the links to listen to to the show um, on all their different, all your all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, it's got a link to our website. It's got a link to our Twitter, and now it has a link to our Patreon. So, um, yeah, be sure and be sure and check that out. Um, so. Carson, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm feeling a bit heavy um, today in light of uh, recent events in Texas. Um, I, I was 
I, I feel like I want to say something, but I, I I'm not. I, I'm not really sure where to start. Um, so if you, you know, if there's anything, anything you want to put out, you know, get out there about, you know, the last couple of days, uh, by all means, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been definitely a co tough couple of days. Carson, you there? Um, yep, I'm here. Oh, sorry. thought we lost you. Oh, nope. I'm still here. Okay. Um, but, of course, um, you know, a couple of days ago, we had um, the elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Um, I believe the total is 21 people passed away, 19 school kids, and two teachers. Yep. Um, I am I'm not I'm going to level with you ladies and gentlemen. I am trying very hard to stay calm. Um because I am I have so many emotions of just sadness, anger, rage. Um but I'll I'll start with this. If you have not seen the clip of the Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr from Tuesday night, do me a favor find some time and watch it in its entirety. It's about a two minute clip from his press availability because I agree with just about everything that he says. And the part that really hit home for me was he said that there are 50 senators that are holding us hostage because there is legislation for gun control for universal background checks that they are not voting on. And I'm just hoping am praying at this point that finally, finally, is are we done? Is is enough finally enough here? Like how many more of these kind of mass shootings are we going to let go by before we finally get something done? Um also of course my heart just breaks for all of the families involved, all the parents who won't get to see their kids. Um I commend the teachers for their bravery for trying to protect their students. Um, but it, are we are we done? Is is enough finally enough? Can we move on from this territorial political crap and move towards something that we can work together so that we can stop these? I just like I said, everybody, I'm sorry if my thoughts aren't necessarily coming across super clear, but um I'm just sick of having to uh, look into the news and see that another mass shooting has happened and nothing seems to be changing. It's just heartbreaking and devastating that this is where we are. Um, ooh, uh, I'm not, I'm not choked up um, at all um by that uh seriously man well said um yeah i just to kind of echo that um yeah it's a it's a it's the weirdest combination of sadness and outrage um uh yeah carson's 100 percent spot on do yourselves a favor go watch the the clip of the interview uh with steve kerr um time and time again uh 
he's proven himself, you know, why he's just a, you know, I mean, Steve Kerr is just a total class act, um, always has been, and he's not afraid to, you know, um, he's not afraid to voice his opinions about, you know, stuff like this. Um, and also do yourselves a favor and go watch Jimmy Kimmel's monologue uh, from last night's show. Um, I won't spoil it for you, but I am going to kind of, uh, I'm going to steal one of his, um, one of the things that he talked about. And he basically said um, that any of these, any of these absolute fucking losers in Congress who are on the NRA's payroll, um, they're more concerned about, you know, keeping the status quo so that they can keep cashing checks for the NRA than they are about, uh, you know, our safety and especially the safety of, you know, kids. Um, I will get, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, you know, political tangent, because that's not what this is about. But this is one of those things and we talk about it all the time. You've heard us talk about it a million times. This is one of those things that's bigger than sports. It's bigger than baseball, obviously. Um, if you, you know, the only way, the only way this is going to change and the only way, uh, anything meaningful will ever get done to prevent these just absolute senseless tragedies from happening is to vote these motherfuckers out. Um, that's it. Plain and simple. And if you're in case you're interested, you can uh, seriously just pull up Google and Google NRA GOP and you'll see a list of these assholes uh, who are on the NRA's payroll and they're the ones that are uh, dragging their feet and refuse to uh, work with anyone to, to do something, uh, anything about this. Um, anyways, um, that's that. Um, I don't know about you, Carson, but I'm ready to talk some baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm ready let's to. I'm in. ready to get my mind off. Try to get my mind and everyone else's mind off of this for at least a little while. Yeah, um, if, I, if I could just say one quick thing to kind of wrap yeah. this up before we move on. Um, Absolutely. You know, like the, like AJ said, we're here to talk baseball. Um, Obviously, all of us are hurting. We're going to try our best to be a distraction for all of you. Yeah. But if if a distraction isn't what you need right now, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do whatever you you need to do to express your feelings. Um, if you're struggling with your mental health or from something like this, don't be afraid to go out and um seek seek some help. Um, because. You know, we're we're starting to live in our society where mental health is becoming more and more of a I don't necessarily want to say acceptable stigma, but uh, something that isn't mocked in our society. So if if today is a day that you you don't want to have to 
try and think about baseball because it's still kind of weighing on you, that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're, yeah, and if you're, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, um, I mean, that's the great thing about a podcast is you can listen to it, you know, whenever you want. Um, Feel free to, you know, if you're listening right now, you know, feel free to pause and take a deep breath and go, go do, go do what you got to do to take care of yourself because, um, it's becoming increasingly clear that too many of us, myself included, um, don't practice uh, self-care nearly enough. Um, you know, no matter what the self-care, you know, looks like for you, because, you know, everyone's different. Um, but anyways, uh, we're going to try to lighten things up a little bit, try to be a welcome distraction for all of you. Um, although, <laughs> disclaimer, we are starting our first segment on a little bit of a, you know, on kind of a downer also. Um, Carson, uh, we Carson and I were talking about this before we started recording, and we were both just absolutely shocked um, by the news that, uh, the great actor Ray Liotta has passed away at the age of 67. Um, Carson, he's obviously probably his most well-known role was, you know, as Henry Hill in Goodfellas, but um, he also portrayed a famous baseball player. Yeah, for, for those of you kind of wondering, wait a minute, what does Ray Liotta passing have to do with baseball? Uh, he actually played, if you remember, Shoeless Joe Jackson in uh, Field of Dreams. Um, obviously, you know, as as an Italian man myself, you know, Goodfellas is <laughs> up there as one of my all-time favorite movies because I love me a good mafia movie. Um, um, best mob, best mafia movie of all time. Oh, The Godfather, hands down. No, Goodfellas. Sorry, I That's said what I said. That's that's valid, but that's the great thing about this genre, though, is there's so many good ones. There really are, yeah. You, you really can't go wrong. Yes, very true. Anyways, sorry. Continue. But, but yeah, anyways, um, so yes, Ray Liotta played Shoeless Joe in Field of Dreams, obviously much more of a uh, minor role than his role as Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Um, but obviously Field of Dreams, one of the greatest baseball movies ever made. Um, in case you all need a reminder of the significance of Shoeless Joe Jackson in baseball history, um, we're going back to 1919, the Black Sox scandal where, uh, Shoeless Joe, along with other players from the Black Sox were, uh, were essentially gambling and being paid to lose these games and um jackson along with many other uh black Sox players would be banned from baseball the following year in 1920 by uh kendisa mountain landis who was baseball's first ever commissioner um yeah i said famous shoeless joe jackson maybe i should have said infamous um but no doubt field of dreams is is yeah it's right up there. I mean, I don't know about you, Carson, but Field of Dreams for me is easily in my top five baseball movies. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. I mean, got a great cast. Obviously, Leota, uh, Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones is just a phenomenal actor. Like, if that man narrated an audio book, I would be able to probably fall asleep to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Field of Dreams, obviously one of the best baseball movies ever. I'd say it's probably in my top three baseball movies. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a good movie. I might go see if I can find it on some sort of a streaming platform and watch it after we stop recording here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's streaming somewhere. And uh, to anyone who has never, who hasn't seen Field of Dreams, um, seriously, do yourself a favor. Um, go look it up. Uh, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, you can find it on your favorite streaming platform um, or, you know, rent it on Prime Video for, you know, three or four bucks probably at this point. Um, because it's, you know, it's been out for quite a while, obviously came out in the eighties. Um, I won't spoil anything for anybody, but I will say this and Carson, maybe you'll agree with me. My favorite moment, uh, of field of dreams is where Kevin Costner is reunited with, um, a certain somebody. Yep. That's always one that, uh... That's one that a lot of people say is also a tearjerker of a moment. But Oh, uh, absolutely. But yeah, in case, and if anybody hasn't seen Field of Dreams also, if you guys remember, um, last year and again this year, there will be uh, games played at the actual uh, Field of Dreams where the movie was set in. So there's a little bit of a more current tie-in to, uh, to yeah. the Field of Dreams. Yeah, MLB uh, staging those Field of Dreams games is just yeah, it's such a just such a cool move. Um, yeah, seriously though, if you don't if you don't choke up at the moment we're talking about, um, you might want to check and make sure that you actually have a heart because uh, it's just one of those you know, it's one of those moments. Um, well, now that we've run way way over time in our first segment. Um, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more current baseball stuff. Um, just a absolutely friggin' wild and crazy game between the Mets and the Giants went down. And then, uh, well, we're going to let our bias shine a little bit. Um, because Carson's Twins and my Red Sox are arguably two of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Um, so we'll be back after this. You're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. You're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson for all the latest updates. Follow us on Twitter at eighth inning pod and visit our website at eighth inning slash podcast. Slighten things up a bit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Um, Carson, let's lighten things up a bit because uh, we have, you know, kind of a heavy start to the show. Um, this crazy game between the Mets and the Giants, and I am seriously pissed that I wasn't able to watch this thing. Um, and when I saw the score, I thought it must have been a typo. But 
basically, the Mets were down six. They rallied for nine runs. They took the lead back, and then Carson, all hell broke loose in the ninth inning. Yeah, this game was absolutely wild. Another crazy comeback from from the Mets. But how about Jock Peterson uh, for the Giants? Three home runs with a game-tying single in the ninth and eight RBI, which was a career high as far as a single game. Um, Brandon Crawford hit the walk-off single to uh, give the Giants the win 13-12, to but the Mets had rallied for nine runs to overcome a six-run San Francisco lead. This Mets team just does not know the word quit this year, and honestly, I am here for it. Yeah. Um, this Mets team is absolutely just, this Mets team is just insane. Um, they're, I mean, they're, they're basically, they're never out of a game, no matter how far down they are. I mean, we look at the, look back at that game earlier in the year against the Phillies, uh, where they were down what? Seven, seven, nothing. And one, eight, seven scored eight runs in the ninth inning. I think, um, and no, ladies and gentlemen, that 13 to 12 score is not a typo. Um, <laughs> that was the final score. That's a friggin' that's a football score. Um, so I think the question has to be asked. Also, serious props to the Giants. Um, even though I still hold a bit of a grudge with Giants and their fans for enabling Barry Bones for all those years. Um, despite that, I can't argue that the Giants have one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of baseball. Um, but I think the question has to be asked, Carson, was this the is this the game of the year so far? Or was, it was, was that Mets comeback against the Phillies or, or maybe another game entirely? I mean, I think at the very least, this has to be in conversation. I mean, uh, to have to have a comeback like this and then have it end in a walk-off single is just insane. Um, I mean, yeah, I can't I can't think of any other games off the top of my head that would be kind of in this category. I'm sure there's some that I'm forgetting, but yeah, I think this game has to at least be be in the conversation at the very least. Yeah, I think it um well honestly, I think it probably depends on if you're a Giants fan, you're probably sitting there going, oh yeah, this is definitely this is the game of the year. And it um it's definitely the game of the year from a Giants perspective. Um because wow, what a win. Um and also by the way helped the Giants snap of I think it was a five-game losing streak. So this is big for the Giants. On the flip side of that, if you're a Mets fan, uh, probably not so much. And that game we mentioned, you know, where the Mets came back from down seven against the Phillies, um, that's probably the game of the year from the Mets' perspective. Um, as for me, as a, you know, uh, I guess kind of an independent observer and, you know, with no, um, with no scratch in the game for either one of these teams, 
I actually think hot take alert. Um, I actually think that this is the game of the year because for the Giants and I'm Mets fans, I'm sorry. Your team has been incredible this year. I'm not knocking them at all. And that comeback against the Phillies was one for the ages. But Carson, I would make the argument that for the Giants to blow a six-run lead and actually fall behind and then bounce back, um, I think that's the more impressive comeback of these two. Yeah, I think you could certainly make the case for that, but um, I'm not going to because the fact that you let them come back from a six-run from a six run deficit and that you had to walk it off to me is kind of ridiculous. That's fair. Um, But, but yeah, of course, kudos to the giants, but I mean, with a six run cushion, you'd think you'd be at least a little bit safer than nine runs. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about teams blowing big leads late in games. Um, I'll save that for later. Um, but I, I just think, I, I guess we're kind of where I'm going with this is a lot of times when a team, you know, has a big run, has a big lead, because, you know, six runs, that's a considerable, that's a sizable lead in a game. Um, a lot of times when a team has a big lead like that and they let the other team back into the game, um, Nine times out of ten, I feel like the team that had the big lead to begin with just kind of, you know, they just kind of fold up and and you know, and that's it. So I'm I'm duly impressed with the Giants um, for not letting the fact that they blew that six run lead. They didn't let it get it. They didn't let that get them down. You know, they kept fighting and and Jock Peterson, goddamn, have yourself a game. Um. And from the Mets and the Giants, uh, fair warning, everybody, Carson and I are about to let our bias uh, show a little bit. But Carson, goddamn, your twins and my Red Sox, uh, two of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Yeah, I mean, for for the twins, we're we're sitting we're sitting pretty nice uh, up at the top of the AL Central, which I mean, if I'm being completely honest isn't that hard to do considering that uh, (laughs) us and the white Sox are currently the only teams above 500 and the white Sox are barely above 500 at 22 and 21. But yeah, we're eight and two in our last 10 sitting pretty at 27 and 17, four and a half games clear of the white Sox for, uh, for second place in the central, the red Sox. It's about time. You guys started to show up. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, still, you can say that again. Still sitting below 500 at 20 and 23, but you know, you're you're hanging around there in that in that wild card race. You're only 3 games off of Toronto in that race. Um but yeah, both of these teams all of a sudden have just kind of gotten gotten really hot at a really good time. Um Yeah. yeah. As far as your what you said about about time for the Red Sox, yes, it's about goddamn time. 
even if you're not a Red Sox fan, if you look at that lineup, you you look at that lineup and you go, and then you look at their record and and how they started out the season. I mean, just in absolutely fucking infuriating. Um, so it's about goddamn time. Uh, however. This recent hot streak and the fact that this lineup is finally living up to their potential and finally, you know, living up to the hype and showing what they're capable of. Um, I am not, I'm still not letting go of my uh, campaign to get Tristan Costas called up from Worcester. Um, so just to get that on the record. Um, but yeah, the, the, the lineup is finally got their act together. They're finally hitting the ball the way they should have been, you know, from opening day. Um, and the pitching has been better. Um, but Carson, what, what, what have you seen is, uh, the keys to the twins, you know, going on, on, on their tear. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been we've gotten a lot of contributions from from all up and down the lineup and from all up and down the pitching staff. It's been pretty even contributions. Um, you know, when guys are going down, other guys are stepping up. Uh, one guy I'd like to highlight in particular who has been on an absolute tear and probably isn't a household name to a lot of people, our guy Louisa Rise over here. He has been on an absolute tear at the plate as of late. Um, he's got a now. I you guys know I usually don't don't give you batting averages because you know we've talked about it multiple times what we think of batting averages. But considering the uh, considering he has the highest batting average on the team by far at three forty seven. I think it's worth mentioning because this isn't the kind of guy that you see that kind of average from. He's got 347 batting average, 446 on base, and a 415 slugging percentage. Usually, you know, Arise is more of a contact guy, but this this on-base percentage from him is something that is to be expected. He's a very patient hitter. You know, he he, he hits the balls that he likes, that's for sure. Um, I mean, we've gotten production from all up and down the lineup. You know, Max Kepler, Gary Sanchez has come in from the Yankees and has been the absolute stud that he used to be again. Uh, Gio Urshela, another product of of uh, the Yankees trade that sent Josh Donaldson out of here and essentially gave us Carlos Correa. So shout out to the Yankees for that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Urshela, there were there were some questions about about him just considering that, you know, a lot of people felt he would be a downgrade from Donaldson. He's having a pretty a pretty good year sitting at a 319 on base and a 349 slugging. That's a pretty decent year from him. And our pitching staff, which has been which was kind of one of the biggest concerns, I feel like is kind of the same in the same boat of we're getting even contributions. Um Dylan Bundy, he hasn't looked great for most of the year, but in his last start against the Tigers, pitched really well. Um, Joe Ryan has, of course, come in and been probably our top pitcher, although he's currently on the uh, COVID-19 list. So shout out to Joe. Hope you get better soon, bud. Um, and I'd like to uh, remind our viewers that um, we got him from the Tampa Bay Rays for essentially 
uh, for Nelson Cruz and for about three months of him from for uh, the Rays because then he went and signed with the Nationals. Um, but even in the bullpen, um, you know, Joe Smith has been a fantastic addition. Um, ERA of 0.61, fantastic addition. Whip of 9.955. But the pitcher I really want to highlight in the bullpen is Yon Duran, who has looked like the legit potential closer of the future and more. Um, this guy can throw 100 miles an hour and make it look effortless. If you haven't watched him pitch, go look up some highlights of his on YouTube because he makes it look effortless when he's throwing these 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Um, but yeah, it's been really great to see this team finally kind of put it all together even with some guys slumping like Correa, like a Byron Buxton who's entered a little bit of a slump uh, as of late. But it's just so great to see so many guys finally being those key contributors. Um, and, you know, this team, I think, is hopefully going to go far in the in the postseason. Uh, I just, as a baseball fan, I love... Um... Because and and I've I've said this before, um, said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. That baseball is the ultimate team sport, and so when you see a team just gel and just come together like the Twins have, um, it's just fun to watch. Um, and frankly, I don't see I don't see them having any you know much trouble in that AL Central because, uh, like you said before, it's kind of a it's a pretty mediocre division. Um, it's kind of a snooze fest, honestly. So, um, and, you know, I mean, that could change, but um, it would be, it would be nice. It would be, it would be awesome to see the twins back in the playoffs. Um, Cause I, and Carson will obviously know better than me, but I think it's been, it's been a little while since the twins are in the playoffs, hasn't it? Um. It's it's been a little while since they've had had a playoff run that has felt like they could really do something too, I suppose. Um, but yes, you are you are correct. It it's it's been we've had kind of highs and lows for for these past few seasons. Of course, uh, 2019 was a fantastic year for us. Ended up getting swept in the ALDS. 2020 mm. 2020 we end up losing in the wild card to the Astros. Um, and then 2021 was just a real bad year. Uh, 73 and 89 finished last in the division. Mm. So I think there was there was a lot of concern coming into this year because we weren't sure. A lot of fans weren't really sure how things would kind of shake up. But um, it's it's been really surprising and really great to see them be on the kind of a role that they've been on. Um, yeah, there may have been concerns coming into this year. And then y'all got Carlos Correa. So, you know, um, which thank God he didn't go to the Yankees. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, if I had to shout out a player, I mean, the, the, the Red Sox, I've seen a very similar, I've seen a very similar thing that this team is just. For whatever reason, they stumbled out of the gates, but now they seem to have, you know, 
finally gelled and 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 they're just clicking and thank god trevor's story is finally hitting the ball like we all know he can um like the guy that the red sox gave all that money to um and as an aside to all you knuckleheads out there who have been saying that the trevor story contract was a bust and that the red sox should trade devers and trade bogarts shut up because you guys were wrong. You're dead wrong. Um, and yeah, I know 20 and 23 isn't exactly setting the world on fire yet. But for them to only be three games under 500 and very much in the thick of the wild card race at, well, what's essentially the end of May, about to be June, um, considering how they started, uh, I'd say that's pretty damn good. Um, so, anyways. Um, we're going to take our last break. When we come back. Uh, oh, man. Wow, 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 wow. There are two. Not one, but two. Just blockbuster series this weekend. Uh and even if you're not a fan of any of the four teams involved, this is must-see TV. Um, so when we come back, we're going to dive into both of those series. Uh, one in the AL, one in the NL, both involving division rivals, both with uh, huge implications in division races. Um, you don't want to miss it. You're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. We'll be right back. You're listening to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at 8th Inning Pod and visit our website at 8th Inning slash podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the 8th Inning Stretch with AJ and Carson. Uh, into our third and final segment, and boy, is it ever a doozy. Um, Carson, seriously, how lucky are we to get two just... I mean, these are just blockbuster series um, in the same weekend this early in the season. Yeah, it's moments like these are... are uh, it's like being a kid in the candy store. Uh, <laughs> right. In case you guys don't know what series uh, AJ is talking about, we've got a four-game series that starts um, today for us since it's Thursday. Um, But we've got two four-game series uh, between division rivals both in the AL and in the NL. Um, The AL series is the Yankees against the Rays, and then in the NL it's the Brewers against the Cardinals. And, oh, it's just I'm so excited. I'm like I'm like giddy just thinking about it. Uh yeah, this is a hell of a weekend if you're a baseball fan. Well, let's be honest, it's a hell of a weekend if you're a sports fan because not only do is there I mean Memorial Day weekend is huge for baseball, obviously, and um you've got these two just uh barn burner of us of of series here um and of course the indy 500 you know is is sunday um 
but let, let's start with this. This, you know what? Let's let's shake things up a little bit. Let's start with the National League series. Um, because I feel like I don't know, call me crazy, but I feel like sometimes, you know, and not this doesn't just go for us, but sometimes I feel like uh, coverage of baseball and sports in general sort of have that have a bit of an East Coast bias. So uh, let's start with the National League series. We got the Brewers and the Cardinals in St. Louis. Um, I'll keep my thoughts about a certain segment of St. Louis fans. I'll save that until my parting thoughts. Um, <laughs> y'all don't want to miss that. Trust me. Um, four game series between the Brewers and the Cardinals. Carson, the Brewers, uh, 28 and 16 as of right now, first place in the NL Central. The Cardinals, 24 and 19, second place in the NL Central. Only, only three and a half games back. Um, I mean, this obviously has huge implications for the NL Central race, uh, which has apparently turned into a two horse race. Um, how does this thing? How does this, you know, affect how the NL Central shakes out? Um, I mean, I think, like you said, it's turned into very much kind of a, a two-horse race as far as the division lead. I mean, because the rest of the teams in that division are the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Reds. And, yeah. I mean, if we're being honest here, it's basically Milwaukee, St. Louis, and everybody else. So I think I think this series could, even though it's we are still really early into the season, this series could go a long way in determining who is going to be the, who's going to take the, the division crown as we move forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is it with the central divisions, the AL central and the NL central are just, uh, so bad, so bad. Um, and kind of as an aside, I'm really disappointed in the Cubs. I expected, I expected more out of them. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be the Brews and the Cardinals going at it, duking it out uh, all season for the NL Central, you know, NL Central title. Um, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the slightest of edges to the Brewers, um, mostly because I feel like these four games are probably going to be these are two. I think it's Carson. I think it's fair to say that these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, across across, you know, you look across the board. Both of these teams have have lineups that that can that can make you pay if you're lobbing up softies to them. Uh, both of these lineups have good pitching, but have some pitchers who are struggling. But um, you know, we we keep bringing him up somehow. <laughs> Um, we keep bringing them up somehow in these past. It's the Josh Hader show. Josh Hader effect. I mean, he still hasn't given up a run, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. He hasn't given up a run still. And we talked about this, what, two, three episodes ago? And he still hasn't given up a run? Um, sorry, St. Louis, but give me the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've definitely got the Brewers, uh, well, I would say 
since these two teams are so evenly matched, chances are um, these are going to be close games. And if it comes down to a one or a two run game in the ninth inning, uh, or fingers crossed, a, nine, a one or two run game in in extra innings. Um, as soon as I mean, Josh Hader is about as automatic as automatic can be, and as soon as he comes into the game, that's it, game over, lights out. Um, so I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the the Brewers. Um, I'm not willing to go. I'm not. I'm not willing to go sweep for the Brewers. I think the Brewers take three out of four. Um, maybe if by some miracle the Cardinals find a way to get to Josh Hader, maybe a split. But um, the Brewers are are going to come out uh, on top um, in this thing. Um, all right, let's let's talk about this AL series because this is equally a huge series. Uh, four game series between the Yankees and Rays uh, in Tampa um, at what is uh, also known as the worst stadium in all of baseball, um, and I'm sure all ten Rays fans in attendance will be on the edge of their seat oh. for this series. Oh, yeah, I said it. Um, I mean, come on, the Rays fans, you guys don't even show up in the playoffs. So anyways, that's another brand. Huh? They're not athletics fans, though. That's fair. Um, I don't blame they I don't blame A's fans for not showing up. Their team is horrible. That's also the Rays. The Rays fans, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Um. But that's another rant for another time. Um, and now I've just conjured up images of myself of playoff games in Tampa with nobody in the stands. Um, anyways, this four-game series, Yankees and Rays, it's in Tampa. Um, where at least, hey, I suppose you won't get garbage thrown at you. So, you know, hey, there's that. Um, the Yankees are obviously just – I as last check i believe still the best record in baseball unfortunately um they're 31 and 13 first place in the at least again unfortunately um but the a's uh the a's the rays see this is why tampa should have stuck with the devil rays because at least you know it sounded you could differentiate between rays and a's uh, Tampa, 26 and 17, second place in the AL East. Carson, the Rays are only four and a half games back, so they're trying to close the gap. The Yankees are looking to stretch out their lead. Um, who you got? This series is giving me a little bit more trouble because I could see it going any number of ways, and that's kind of the crazy thing about this series. And you know, this series, unlike the Brewers Cardinals, this series could have implications for not just the division leaders, but it could have implications for the rest of this division. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about it in our season predictions. We've talked about it uh, multiple times when bringing up the Yankees. This AL East division is stacked. And there are there are four teams realistically that that are that could be competing there. I mean, Baltimore is Baltimore. 
but you know the Red Sox have we've we talked about it in our last segment. The Red Sox are on a hot streak right now, as hot as hot can be. Shout out to Trevor Story too, by the way. Nice to see you finally found a bat without a hole in it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't count out the Blue Jays too. So this could have implications for the entire division, which is why. You know, I've been kind of looking at the pitching matchups. I've been looking at trying to look at the lineup, seeing how everybody's been hitting. The Yankees are kind of facing quite a few injuries. Donaldson's mm-hmm. on IL. Stanton's on IL. I believe Aroldis Chapman is also on the IL. I'm going to take a split here. I'm going to take a 2-2 split between the Rays and the Yankees, mostly because of the injuries, I think, to the Yankees. Because, I mean, losing Stanton, who has been on the hottest of hot streaks is big and losing Chapman who has been dominant as per usual, I think is also big, but you've also got clay Holmes there to close games out. So I could, I'm going to, I'm going to take a two, two split here, but I could easily also see it going three, one Yankees. Um, yeah. Donaldson on the IL. How convenient. Um, anywho, uh, honestly, uh, this fucking, it kills me to say it as much as I want to take the Rays, um, even with the aforementioned injuries to the Yankees and the, I'm doing air quotes, injury to Josh Donaldson. Um, yeah, you know what? I think a split is, I think a split is reasonable. I think a split is, um, I'm I'm hoping for at least a split. I'm hoping the Rays can at least earn a can at least get a split. Um, because God knows I don't want to see the Yankees get any further ahead in the division. Um but yeah, I could I could see it going three one Yankees. Um yeah, I, I think I'll go split. Um and cross my fingers that maybe by some miracle the Rays pull off a uh, a sweep that would be nice, um, but I know that's a pipe dream, so um, but seriously, folks, these two series are just absolute blockbusters, they're both going to be great series. Um, what a fun, what a fun weekend! Um, and Carson, I really, I mean, these are my two must-watch games this, this, uh, my must-see TV this weekend. Um, I can't really think, I can't, off the top of my head, can't think of any other, uh, must-watch games this weekend. Um, yeah, for me, I'll definitely be interested in the Blue Jays Angels series. Uh, I think, I think that should, should be a good one. Um. I think an underrated series will also be, um, where was it? I just saw it. Uh, the Phillies and the Mets. I think the mm. Phillies are a better team than what their record indicates. So I think that should be a good series. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't give you all my tank series of of the day. <laughs> um, this week, you know, there's not really a whole lot of good options. So I'm going to stick with. I'm going to go with the continuation of the Rangers and athletics series. Um, 
So there you go. There's uh, there's my tank series of the day. I would say any series that the Reds are in, but they're facing the Giants this week, so that Oof. might not not actually be a fun series for the Reds. So uh, if you're if you like watching tanking baseball, watch the Rangers and the Athletics this weekend. Hmm. I'm wondering. I'm 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 wondering where which stadium is going to have fewer fans this weekend: the Oakland Coliseum or Tropicana Field. I mean, it's got to be Oakland. You would think. We'll see. Because, um, I mean, too, you know, you got to think about not only are the Rays doing well, but the star power that the Yankees are going to be bringing. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I think there will probably end up being more Yankee fans of Tropicana Field than Rays fans. Um, Florida is pretty heavy on the Yankees fans. There's a lot of Yankees fans in Florida. So, um. I don't know, just kind of spitballing there. Um, here we are at the end of another episode, Carson. Uh, these things go by too damn fast. Yeah, they do. It's crazy that that we've come to to the end here of of the the milestone twentieth episode. Uh yeah. The fact that this is episode number twenty just blows my mind. Um. I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go a little, um, I'm going to go a little off, slightly off, off, um, slightly off track, uh, from my parting thoughts. Um, obviously, you know, we talked at the beginning of the show about the, goddamn senseless tragedy in texas um and the senseless tragedy of every mass shooting which um as far as i'm concerned every single one of them has been preventable um if uh so-called leaders in washington dc uh you know would actually get their shit together so i mean we we pretty well we pretty well dove into that at the beginning of the show, so I, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole again. Um, what I do want to call attention to is uh, you... I, I made a couple of not-so-subtle shots at Josh Donaldson. We were talking about the Yankees and the Rays. Um, I, I think it was our... Jeez, Carson, was it our last episode? I believe we, so. We covered the whole Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson um, thing, and the Yankees and the White Sox had their little dust up. Um, in case anybody missed it, in case you've, you know, I don't know, living under a rock, um, Josh Donaldson made a really just seriously asshole comment to Tim Anderson of the White Sox. It sparked this whole thing. Um, Donaldson has was suspended a whole a whopping a whole one friggin game by Major League Baseball. Um, let me put on my shocked face. Um, and he's appealing, so he'll probably get off with a slap on the wrist. Um and then right on the heels of this, I don't know, it's weird. These things just seem to happen in, like, patterns or something. I don't know. But right on the hot on the heels of, and 
uh, hot on the heels of this Josh Donaldson thing. Um, you also heard me getting a subtle shot at St. Louis fans. Um, and Carson, I, I really want to get your thoughts on this, um, too. Um, right on the heels of the Josh Donaldson thing, uh, there was a freak play kind of, you know, bang, bang play that is prone to happen in, in a lot of, in, well, in mo in sports, but mostly is happens a lot in hockey. Um, Nazem Kadri of the Colorado Avalanche collided with Jordan Bennington, the goalie for the St. Louis Blues. Bennington's hurt. He's done for the series. And Carson, a bunch of knuckleheads in St. Louis decided that was their, you know, green light or whatever to pile on Nazem Kadri with just uh, with racist and Islamophobic and death threats and what the hell is wrong with these people yeah it uh when when this stuff started coming out i was disgusted appalled um i know one of my friends who's from st louis and is a blues fan we were kind of talking about this and he said hey obviously this does not represent the majority of us um this is unfortunately just a small minority who have decided that this is okay. We don't condone this. Um, but also, shout out to Nazem Kadri for blocking out the noise and then scoring a hat trick in the next game that was in St. Louis. Yep. Um, so, massive shout out to Nazem Kadri, who is a very talented hockey player also, I might add. Um, but yeah, as far as the play, it was a hockey play. Um, it's unfortunate. It happens. Um, but regardless of that there is no need for some of the things that um he was being sent his family was being sent death threats and things of that nature to the point where there was police protection outside the team hotel um absolutely asinine and ridiculous that he had to go through that and the the part that really kind of got to me was um i got a chance to watch the game and watch the uh, post-game interview they did with Kadri. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he had also said that this is, this wasn't something that was necessarily new to him and that this was something he's had to deal with, which really just broke my heart because nobody, no human being should ever have to deal with anything like that. And, uh, shout out to the Colorado avalanche fans that showed up, uh, for game, uh, I believe it was game five, yep. uh, the other night and, um, showed up with signs and just all the love in the world for for Nazem Kadri because who, no matter if you're a hockey player or just a person walking on the street, um, racism, Islamophobia is never okay. No, and we talk about it all the time. We talk about how there are some things that are bigger than baseball. They're bigger than sports. They're bigger than anything else. And um, and disclaimer, I know, to be fair, I'm not saying all, not all St. Louis fans are like this. This is obviously a small sector, um, that doesn't represent 
uh, Blues fans, St. Louis fans in general, and obviously doesn't represent the city of St. Louis. But seriously, grow the hell up. Like, racist, you know, epithets and death threats over a friggin' hockey game? Come on. Like, get some goddamn perspective. Um, I, I'm... I was just, and I and I saved. I'll be honest with you guys. I saved um, images that people put together of some of the things that were posted on social media directed at Nazim Kadri and his family. And well, uh, I posted them to my. I I shared them on Twitter. So if you guys want to go uh, find me on Twitter and and check that out, um, but. Uh, just absolutely disgusting. Um, and these weren't even, these were, these were direct messages. These were DMs sent to, uh, Nazem Kadri's wife, um, and, and, and his family. Um, my, my personal favorite is, uh, where was Kadri on the morning of 9-11? Yeah, that's fucking cute. Um, but anyways, I, I, I'm getting off on a, a bit of a tangent here. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is there are things, you know, the world is a crazy place and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. Sports. Sports are meant to, sports are meant to be a distraction. Sports are meant to be a pastime that you can you can zone out for a few hours and watch a baseball game or a hockey game or football or basketball or whatever your you know whatever your favorite sport may be. Um, they're supposed to be a distraction. They're supposed to help us get our help everybody get their mind off of all the all that other shit going on in the world right now. Um, and so when stuff like this happens. You know, there's no excuse for it. There's no justification for it. Don't even try. Um, just grow the hell up and and stop trying to stop trying to ruin sports for the rest of us. Um, on a on a much lighter note, uh, of course, this weekend Memorial Day weekend and. Uh, traditionally, you know, the running of the Indianapolis 500. Um, and I, I just kind of want to, um, you know what? I lost my train of thought. Um, the Indy 500 this weekend, of course. And uh, though it hasn't been the same uh, without uh, the great Jim Neighbors performing, you know, back home in Indiana, it's still a, um, it's still a must watch. And even if you're not a car racing fan, um, I would just, uh, I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, Carson, what do you got for us? Um, well, everybody, you know, uh, I guess my, unfortunately, again, um, I have to say just hug a loved one tonight. Um, there are, 19 there are 21 pairs of parents that won't get to see their 
uh, their children, um, 19 of which aren't going to get to see them grow up. Uh, so, you know, go, go hug a loved one. Um, and uh, on the more directed towards everything happening with Nas and Kadri, go be random acts of kindness again. Um, let's just, let's just, we need to come together as a world and be kind and stop all this hate. Um, and, you know, obviously I want to try and stay away from politics as much as possible on here, but, um, uh, no matter what political party you're on, we need to come together and realize that we just need to do better as a society, plain and simple. Yeah. Well said. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like this kind of, uh, these kind of, of monologues, I guess, if you will, uh, are becoming way too common for us. Um, because all this bad shit keeps happening in the world. Um, but yeah, um, just everybody just try, try to remember, um, that, at the end of the day, guess what? We're all, we're all humans. Um, we all need to try to, uh, as peacefully as possible, coexist on this planet. Um, so, um, and, I, and I think I've said this before, and I'll say it, you know, I've said it a million times, I'll say it a million more times. It takes way, it's, it's very easy, it's so easy to be kind to other people and it takes way more effort it takes too much effort to be cruel it takes way less effort to be nice to people um so just just keep that in mind um some last minute housekeeping um out of out of deference and respect um carson and i talked about this during during one of our breaks today um we will uh, out of deference and respect and in honor of Memorial Day and all those uh, all those brave souls who made the ultimate sacrifice serving our country, um, we will not be recording a Monday episode um, for this Monday. So um, just a heads up. Um, and of course, uh, as always, don't forget to check us out. Um, check out our anchor page, anchor.fm slash eighth inning stretch. It is quite literally the hub of our awesomeness. Um, there's a link to our website. There's a link to our Twitter, which, by the way, is at eighth inning pod. Um, there's a link to our newly launched Patreon. Um, if you've got and you know, if you got an extra five bucks kicking around, uh go and go and 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 join us on Patreon, become a patron and and help us uh keep doing what we love and help us keep churning out awesome content for you guys. Um and of course, don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors at Printer Dudes. Um they have a the awesomest collection of 3D printed uh gifts and collectibles. Um anywhere on the internet uh you can find them at printerdudes.etsy.com uh dudes is spelled d-o-o-d-s and as a thank you for being a fan of the show uh you can use promo code uh home run that's one word promo code home run and save 10 percent off your order 
that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. Yes, we know this was a long episode, but sometimes, uh, sometimes that's just a, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. And hey, it's good for you guys because you get more of us, which is always a good thing, right, Carson? Boy, at least I sure, uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I hope they think that way. Um, seriously though, thank you all, all of you, our Twitter followers. Our, our Spotify followers, all of you awesome people who have boosted us to a five-star rating on Spotify, all of you have pushed us ever so close to the brink of 1,000 downloads of the show on Spotify, which is fucking amazing. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't thank you guys enough. Um, Carson, I think it's time to say goodbye to the lovely people. So long, everybody. And like AJ said, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't do this without your support. Love you all. We'll talk to you in a week. Yeah. Uh, everybody have a spectacular, um, you know, just have a just have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, you know, hey, watch some baseball, catch the Indy 500. But uh, don't forget what Memorial Day is all about, um, you know. So that's a wrap. Uh, sorry for anything we messed up. We'll try to do better next time. Uh, goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. Thanks for tuning in. For all the latest updates, follow us on Twitter at eighth inning pod and visit our website at eighth inning stretch.wixsite.com slash podcast.